0: Men hurting and fooling themselves, and in the process, hurting kids. Talk about that coming up for sure. White House Coke and the Secret Service, there's more to the story. You won't believe this one, but that's usually why we talk about them. And Ben and Jerry's makes a big boo-boo. Here we go again. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show It's Friday, Friday, yay. What a stupid song. Anyway, it's a good Friday. No, it's not good Friday, but it's a good Friday. Welcome in, and uh, thank you for popping by, and we really do appreciate your being here. Please, if you just, whether you're watching live right now or you're the recorded version, just right here is a follow button right about there. If you just give that a click, we're at 79. I know that's like nothing. There are people with millions of followers I'm small potatoes, but I'd like to grow at least a little bit, maybe get up over 100. So would you like to be number 80? Give that button a click. You can be 80 or 90 or 100 or more. Just uh, please give us a follow. It's free for you, and it helps the show out a lot. We really do appreciate it. All right, let's get right into the first thing we always do on this show, and that's update you on our little furry friend, Miko. Miko's a Shiba Inu baby. And she's about three and a half years old. And tonight, oh my goodness, this is calendar material, folks. I took this shot at sunset. I know it's dark, but it's amazing. That is such an incredible shot. As a matter of fact, can I? Yeah, I can. I'm going to block me out for a bit, but just so you can you can see it. This is the sunset. My place faces kind of north, so we get both sunrise and sunset. And that's little Miko there taking in the beauty. It was an amazing sunset tonight. Absolutely incredible. And she's doing well. She ate her lunch for dinner, so she didn't have any dinner. And for some reason, I gave her a half a duck neck again tonight. So she gets a treat no matter what. And yeah, (laughs) I just, she's spoiled, okay? She's spoiled and if you want to spoil your dog, BarkBox.com slash Miko is how you do it. Every month, delivered right to your door, a themed box of goodies for your dog, which your dog will love. Inside this themed box of goodies, there are two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew. All the edible stuff is completely all natural, good for your dog, wouldn't, no chemicals, none of that filler crap and the toys are amazing they are designed to give your dog a whole bunch of good hours of entertainment and every month you'll get another two they'll collect up i know right now i've got like 5000 toys in her house downstairs i, I she's spoiled anyway spoil your dog with barkbox.com and if you use barkbox.com/miko m i k o you will get a special treat That's a month free with a multi-month subscription. Now, I got something else for you just popped today, and it's in our show notes. Underneath where you see the barkbox.com uh slash Miko link to get you the free month. You'll you'll see it says, or get a free dog bed. Yep, check this out. Oh, this is so cool. And these things are really nice. Play harder nap harder. <laughs> if you use that other link in our show notes, you can get a free dog bed with with a monthly subscription, of course, but uh it's incredible. The Perfect Box, subscribe for monthly dog joy and get ready to play. Over 6 million dogs have been served. Look at this and look at these toys. They're incredible. Bonjour. all right your pack has your our pack has your back 100% happiness guarantee if your dog isn't 100% happy with their bark box they'll work with you to make it right no muss no fuss no disappointed pups right there you see you can chat right there with them and you will get a free dog look at that nice uh free dog bed with your first box of totally customized toys and treats from BarkBox.com slash Miko. That is the link. And uh, you'll want to check it out. Get yourself, get your dog a great treat every month with BarkBox.com. Thank you, BarkBox. All right. On with the show. This is it. Neat, <laughs> neat, overture. Cut the, what? It's Friday. Give me a break, okay? it's been a long, it has been a long week actually, a very long week, okay chest feeding, I put that in the thumbnail on purpose it's the new buzzword you know like calling trans men women this, your tax dollars at work here folks these are your tax dollars doing this crap take a look at this garbage the CDC has released guidelines for men who want to breastfeed infants. This is from the thepostmillennial.com. This is legit. Can transgender parents who have had breast surgery breastfeed, or the new word is chest feed, their infants? Look at this freak. The CDC has published on its website guidelines for people who identify as trans and non binary on how to chest feed infants. They now have information on how to feed children for biological women who've had their breasts removed as part of gender reassignment surgery and for biological men taking hormones in order to grow breasts. Their section infant and young child feeding toolkit under health equity considerations, health equity, the word health shouldn't even be in there. Transgender and non-binary gendered individuals may give birth and breastfeed or feed at the chest. The agency adds, the gender identity or expression of transgender individuals is different from their sex at birth. The gender identity of non-binary gendered individuals does not fit neatly into either man or woman. Uh, yes, it does. Just check the chromosomes under their breastfeeding section. Discussing breastfeeding for those who have undergone surgeries. The agency uses the term chest feeding. And uh, the health agency writes, Can transgender parents who've had breast surgery breast or chest feed their infants? And the response from the CDC? Yes. Adding an explanation that some transgender parents who've had top surgery may wish to breastfeed. Well, if you wish to breastfeed, what'd you cut them off for, you moron? Families should be familiar with medical, emotional, and social aspects of gender transition to provide optimal family-centered care and, and this is where (laughs) this is where the head shaking really begins the nutritional needs of the infant they say transgender parents may need help with maximizing milk production supplementing with pasteurized donor human milk or formula (laughs) get this one Medication to induce lactation or avoiding medications that inhibit lactation. Suppressing lactation for those choosing not to breast or chest feed. And finding appropriate lactation management support, peer support and or emotional support. The Daily Mail reports recommendations apply to biological men who are taking hormone drugs and they can produce their own breast milk. The FDA has warned that one of these drugs, doperidone, can pass into the breast milk in small amounts and give babies an irregular heartbeat as a result. you bastards, you freaks, doing that. That is just plain simple child abuse from an innocent infant. The executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons said the CDC has a responsibility to talk about the health risks and they have been derelict In doing that. The idea behind off-label hormones means that a drug is being used for a different purpose than what it was approved for. Report noted there are some medications necessary to induce lactation in trans women that have not been approved for boosting milk production in the United States. Experts have cautioned trans women from using what's known as Newman Goldfarb protocol, which includes consuming a cocktail of drugs to allow one to lactate. Long-term health implications? Not known, either for the adult Or for the infant. And yet you absolute freaks are going to go through that and abuse these infants, these babies like this. It has to stop. Something desperately needs to be done. This is beyond the pale. You do you. That's the big number one rule on this show. You do you when it starts to affect other people, and particularly kids, and worst of all, babies, infants, you are evil. You are just simply, plain and simple, evil. And if you don't, you can't not know that. You have to know how evil you truly, and if you're doing it for Instagram clicks, then you just should die just drive off a cliff somewhere useless piece of crap there's not just one or two there's a bunch of these freaks out there too i have no problem with trans people i have no problem with trans people none at all just interacted with one today no problem Stop screwing with the kids and the babies. Disgusting. All right. We got to lighten the mood here. Uh, Lighten it as in maybe bright white, powdery white, snow white, cocaine white. Here we go with the cover up. The Secret Service. Investigation into the coke at the White House will conclude early next week. Read the last part of this headline. Regardless of whether a suspect is identified. What? I'm sorry. When I worked in law enforcement and we had a case, that case was kept open until a suspect was found. Someone got arrested. If there was no suspect, it went into the cold case file, but it was still considered an open case. The investigation into the coke at the White House will conclude next week regardless of whether a suspect is identified. You getting me? Hmm. Yep. No matter what, we'll just brush this one under the rug again. White House cocaine story keeps changing the baggie of cocaine, not discovered, by the way, in a publicly available, accessible. There's members of the public taking tours through there all the time. No, it was not. It was not far from the Situation Room in the West Wing. It was first uh, reported that the Coke was found in the library. Not true. Tuesday night reported the Coke was stashed in a cubby in a storage facility of the West Wing. There's a map. There you go. Secret Service investigating surveillance footage, visitor logs, and fingerprints to find out who brought the Coke into the White House. The regime-friendly media starting to lower expectations for everybody already. MSNBC saying we may never know who actually brought the coke to the White House because the area wasn't necessarily covered by cameras all that well. Bullshit. There isn't an inch of that place. And, you know, check out Dan Bongino's channel, by the way. He's on holiday this week. He's got best of shows running. He comes up right after me at 11 o'clock. But uh, he posted something today while he's on holiday. It was that important. But basically he said, you don't get into the White House without being gone through a metal detector, magnetometer, which is a metal detector, and a search. Which means you empty out your backpack, your pocketbook, your bags, your pockets, everything. Or you don't get in. The only people who are an exception to that rule are very, very, very high officials. You know, like a chief of staff and the family of the president. Hmm. Yeah. So... The story continues, and they're already setting us up for the idea that, oh, uh, we might not be able to figure out whose coke it was, but we'll conclude the investigation anyway. It's not how it's done, my friends. That is not how it's done. Coffee break. Mm-mm. As a matter of fact, now is a great time to tell you about these guys. Well, not that guy. That's Dan Bongino, who, by the way, has his own blend, his own line of coffee at Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is an all-American company that cares about two things, making an incredible cup of coffee and the United States of America and our American values. They were founded on the principles of conservative values. The founders believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, American values. Uh, They source premium grade green coffee beans, specialty coffees grown at the perfect altitude, perfect time of year, best soil, harvested at just the right time, And they work with local co-ops, American companies, a great group of folks who care about the country and our values and who keep it local. Uh, They work with farmers, local co-ops, developing this high quality coffee. And they have this small batch roasting guide for their coffee. Uh, It is roasted, packed and shipped lightning speed usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order which means you get the beans just days after they were roasted the combination of premium beans highly controlled roasting process and immediate shipping gives you an elite coffee experience and i am telling you folks you must try this coffee it is insanely good toss out that brown water crap you've been drinking and uh check out blackout coffee use the link in our show notes I believe it's the top link Uh, you will get a great deal and I got you a promo code yep there it is right there use promo code J20 J-A-Y 20 at checkout for 20% off your first order that's a hell of a deal blackout coffee amazing American company and an amazing cup of coffee Use the code promo code J20 at checkout for uh, 20% off your first order. Wow. Good deal. All right. Onwards and upwards. Uh, More on the Biden administration. This popped. It's uh, uh, trendingpoliticsnews.com is the link. If I can get this to pop up here. Uh, You know the missing Biden witness? There was a a witness who was going to whistleblow against uh, Biden and all of his corruption and suddenly he went missing couldn't be found well he's been found he breaks the silence stunning video from an undisclosed location the missing witness from the Biden corruption investigation has resurfaced with some amazing shocking allegations Against the President's Family, an exclusive video which was obtained by the New York Post. Israeli professor Dr. Guy Luft claims he was prevented from testifying about the Biden family's alleged involvement in bribery, their ties to Chinese military intelligence, and this bombshell revelation raises major concerns about a potential cover-up, highlights the urgent need for a very Very thorough investigation into this mess we have sitting in the White House these days. Now, in the link from uh, TrendingPoliticsNews.com, there's a link in our show notes. You'll find this story. It'll give you all the details. And included right there is the video. I cannot play it. It's nine plus minutes long. I watched it earlier today. You need to take the time to watch this. Sadly, because of the DOJ's cover-up, it's all gone to crap. But you need to listen to what this man has to say. Dr. Gall Luft, and that video which the New York Post obtained, is right there in the article. Check it out. Listen to what he has to say. It's frightening and if congress doesn't want to get off their ass and do something about it then we need maybe a new congress it's time all right this is a story from france but I include these kind of stories because not only do we have viewers and listeners around the world between this live show here, rebroadcast of our recorded live show, and of course we're also a podcast. You can find this podcast, the audio part of this show, on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all the major and minor podcast platforms you'll find us. Just look for The Jay Sheldon Show. We'll be there. You look for uh, that logo. Once it pops up again and uh, follow us, subscribe to our podcast. You can carry us with you and take us along wherever you go. Anyway, we've got viewers and listeners around the world. And reason two is because usually what's going to happen in the UK, France, wherever, Germany, it won't be too long before it's knocking on our door. And let's hope not, because this is a freaking scary story. A new law passed. A serious breach of privacy. This new law allows law enforcement to activate your telephone's camera, microphone, and your location. Spy on you. The National Embly Wednesday proved the possibility of remotely activating mobile phones for listening and filming persons targeted in organized crime and terrorism investigations. The deputies validated by 80 votes for, 24 against. That is a huge majority. This key article of the Programming Bill for Justice, at first reading, since Monday, at the Palais Bourbon, the elected representatives of the presidential camp of LR and the RN voted in favor. Those of noops voted against, like the president of the Liot group, Bertrand Poncher. Again, it allows the remote activation. Your phone can just be sitting there on the desk or your nightstand or wherever you are, and they will be able to remotely activate the microphone and the camera, your computer, any other connected objects. The first device authorizes geolocation in real time to follow you around. The contents of an investigation for a crime or misdemeanor punishable by at least five years of imprisonment is what allows them to do this. Yeah, it does not mention, and I don't know how the French legal system works, whether or not they need a judge's approval, you know, like a subpoena, which you would likely need here. It doesn't mention that, and like I said, I don't know how that system works over there. If they even have things like subpoenas, I would guess they must. But maybe not. It's France, after all. You know what a mess that is if they can do this without some sort of oversight like a subpoena tell me that's not going to get abused tell me that's not going to get abused unbelievable and god forbid this crap comes to america we're done if that happens we are done incredible incredible alright what else we got oh have you seen the new uh, thread is that what it's called from uh, Meta Zuckerberg's nightmare it's unbelievable this thing has been in existence for about a day and already the stories are coming out Meta launches their data harvesting Twitter clone and that's Pretty much all it is, is data harvesting. And immediately, within the first 24 hours, start censoring. Hmm. They claim over 10 million people had the stupidity and were stupid enough to actually sign up for an account. Oh, and by the way, if you signed up, and then after you've signed up for this crap thread thing, you decide, oh, no, no, this is not for me. I'm out of here. Well, guess what, folks? If you delete your thread account, you delete your Instagram, too, because they're connected. And you cannot just delete your thread. You dump your thread, you dump your Instagram. Another gotcha from that idiot Zuckerberg. Threads and what CEO Zuckerberg framed as a friendly alternative to the little blue bird let's do this welcome to threads said zuckerberg in his first post on the app text-based conversation app where users can public publish posts up to 500 characters long and allows people to post links photos videos it's a direct link to mega owned instagram with over two billion users by the way A Twitter competitor being rolled out in a hundred countries for iOS and Android. The goal is to keep it friendly. All your threads belong to us. I mentioned this, I think, last night. All of this data privacy, data harvesting, they do. Absolute crap. And within a few hours of launching, already censoring users. Not offering the right to appeal. (laughs) <laughs> Here you go. Where is Ah, there you go. Are you sure you want to follow real Derek Utley? This account has repeatedly posted false information that was reviewed by independent fact checkers. We know what Zuckerberg has said about fact checkers before. And went, ag- or went against our community guidelines. Hmm, there you go. DC Drano, one of my favorite Twitter followers, uh, follows, (laughs) he doesn't follow me. Anyway, just downloaded, signed up for the new meta app threads, meant to imitate Twitter. I posted once about wanting to expose Biden's corrupt government, and they already flagged me for censorship. Great platform, Zuck. (laughs) And on and on, the stories continue here's one, I was on threads for five minutes, now I think my app is bricked it was just as I hit send on a long post of Queen's food recommendations (laughs) anyway, there you go, well, trust me I told you last night, I'm going to tell you again, do not sign up for this crap if you already have, sorry, you got taken and if you try and delete it, I hope you don't have an active Instagram account because if you do, it will also be gone. Gotcha. You happy with this moron? He's already got all the power and money in the world. Here's another one from Reclaim the Net. Same basic story, but more incidents. Meta's new threat app is censoring from day one. There you go. You're threads your thread on threads has been removed he said his new platform would be a friendly place everyone knew what that meant his idea of kindness and friendliness would be one narrowly defined to exactly the same people who've been on a censorship spree over the last several years there's another article here. It's from uh, Reclaim the Net. Great article, too, by the way, with more details on exactly the kind of crap this garbage app is putting out there. Do not, su- I'm telling you, I warned you don't do it. All right. You ready for another Bud Light? You ready for another Target? Now the Coles? Well, it's already happening. Ben and Jerry's. Their parent company's stock has tanked. Yes, we love it. These lefter-than- Lenin liberal morons, Ben and Jerry's owners, well, not, not the owners anymore. Anyway, the Vermont ice cream maker tweets an anti-American July 4th message. Unilever actually owns Ben & Jerry's. They sold it for a very hearty profit quite a while ago. But they started the week at $52.28 a share. They've fallen to around $51, resulting in a market cap loss of $2.5 billion. Yes, yes. There's the two idiots now. I know, it's all, you know, oh yeah, yeah, a couple of guys who make ice cream in Vermont. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a giant mega corporation called Unilever, which makes a lot of things that you consume, including Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yet another multinational that just wants to get involved in this culture war uh, Unilever, parent company of Ben & Jerry's, saw its stock price drop following comments made by the ice cream giant regarding Independence Day. Is there actually, because I didn't see the quote. Ah, oh, there we go. There it is. The United, it's 4th of July, they write. High time we recognize the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. And the big meme is the United States was founded on stolen indigenous land this 4th of July. Let's commit to returning it. I'll tell you what, Ben and Jerry's, since the land your factory is on is in Vermont, I'm assuming that must be stolen indigenous land also. So you know what? Go ahead. You start. Return your land. Bet you won't. Anyway, two point something billion dollars in market cap. Out the window. Are you a shareholders in Ben and Jerry's? Are you happy with that? Hmm? Yeah? How's that working out for you? I thought so. All right. Uh, And one more. I don't actually have a funny thing to end the show with tonight. But I did want to end this with something that is so important because we've talked about it before. Exactly the kind of harm that the WEF has planned. Listen very carefully. It's only about a minute long, but it's towards the end, what this woman says, that is critical you pay attention. Listen carefully to the CEO of Signal. Explain the depth of online harms bill of Ofcom and the WEF have specified. It would mean that Ofcom has the power to force all UK citizens to basically download spyware on your phone that checks messages before you send them. You could just sign up for TikTok and do that. It's, it checks what you're going to send against a database of what's permissible to say and if it's not on the list you can't send it big brother much talk about a segue into our our book authoritarian invasions of your privacy will be mandatory in the new world order things that you didn't vote for here you go Give a listen. I would imagine with a company like um, Signal, is when the regulator Ofcom is creating the codes of practice, they might say to Signal, well, what sort of data do you gather? Uh, and if Signal says, well, we don't gather data about people's messages, we can't possibly look at this. The regulator won't say you need to break encryption. It'll say that's fine. But you do have policies, let's say, on legal and appropriate use. How do you enforce those? What do you right. do? The None of that is specified in the bill, and this is our concern. Because we, you know, we hear things that are sensible like mm-hmm. that from people like you. And then we look at the bill... And what is specified is a regime that would give Ofcom the power to demand that everyone in the UK download spyware that checks their messages before they're sent against a database of what is permissible to say and send and what is not permissible. And that is a precedent that authoritarian regimes are looking to the UK to set, to point to a liberal democracy that was the first to expand surveillance in the UN Human Rights Commissioner. This is unprecedented paradigm surveillance and paradigm shifting not in the good way. Hmm. Very much not in a good way. Like I said, that's something in the UK. How much longer before it lands on our shores? My guess is not very damn much longer. Forcing you to download basically spyware onto your phone. So they can basically spy and pre-approve Think from the thought police, (laughs) which is kind of a way to jump into our book. But before that, we want to remind you that we have merchandise, which has been all new redesigned. I know, but just give me a second to pump my products here. It'll just take half a minute. It's the Jay Sheldon show merchandise page. The link is in our show notes tonight. You'll want to check it out because it's all been redesigned. We've got t-shirts in a variety of colors with our brand new logo on it they are very cool we got tank tops in all kinds of colors i love this black one it's really nice although this one kind of a teal color is kind of cool too it it highlights the uh The shirt, kind of cool. Of course, our new coffee mugs. This is our old one. I ordered one of our our new ones. I didn't get it yet, but it's on the way. So that'll be coming. I'll be able to show it to you live. Uh, We also have hoodies, very reasonably priced, by the way. We got hoodies, all kinds of cool designs. And uh, even on the back, we got a logo there. And this one is really nice. It's a little pricey, about 30, 35 bucks. But honestly, it's so cool. It's a baseball jersey with our logo on it. Check it out. Even on the sleeve there, we've got the star logo. Very cool. And of course, our basic t-shirt, which comes in like what? 30, 40 different colors. Very cool. Very nice. You can all sample them out. The sizes run pretty true to size. So, uh, American sizes. So, check it out. The link is in our show notes. Buy something. Help support the show. We really do appreciate that. Thank you for those of you who can, uh, who can do that and help out. And wear your J. Sheldon Show merchandise with pride. By the way, follow. It's a button right here. It's free and it's easy to do. You just click it once and you're done. And off you go. Thank you for doing that. We really do appreciate it. Costs you nothing. Helps the show out a lot. Okay. Are you ready? We're living in the times of George Orwell's 1984. There is just absolutely no doubt about that. It's been amazing reading this book. Now, as you know, if you've been following along, Winston got a copy of uh, Bernstein's book and he's reading it. And consequently, we're reading it. (laughs) We're reading directly from the book. So uh, here we go. We'll continue on. It's halfway through chapter 17, a very long chapter of George Orwell's very future-predicting 1984. The war, therefore, if we judge it by the standards of previous wars, is merely an imposture. It's like the battles between certain ruminant animals whose horns are set at such an angle that they're incapable of hurting one another. But though it's unreal, it's not meaningless eats up the surplus of consumable goods and helps to preserve the special mental atmosphere that a hierarchical society needs. War, it will be seen, is now a purely internal affair. In the past, the ruling groups of all countries, although they might recognize the past, the ruling groups a common interests and therefore limit the destructiveness of war. They did fight against one another, and the victor always plundered the vanquished. In our own day, they're not fighting against one another at all. The war is waged by each ruling group against its own subjects, and the object of the war was not to make or prevent conquests of territory, but to keep the structure of society intact. The very word war, therefore, has become misleading. It would probably be accurate to say that by becoming continuous, war has ceased to exist. The peculiar pressure that it exerted on human beings between the Neolithic age and the early 20th century has disappeared, been replaced by something quite different the effect would be much the same if the three superstates instead of fighting one another should agree to live in perpetual peace each inviolate within its own boundaries for in that case each would still be a self-contained universe freed forever from the sobering influence of external danger a peace that was truly permanent would be the same as a permanent war This, although the vast majority of party members understand it only in a shallower sense, is the inner meaning of the party slogan, War is Peace. Winston stopped reading for a moment. Somewhere in remote distance, a rocket bomb thundered. The blissful feeling of being alone with the forbidden book in a room with no telescreen, had not worn off. Solitude and safety were physical sensations, mixed up somehow with the tiredness of his body, the softness of the chair, and the touch of the faint breeze from the window that played upon his cheek. The book fascinated him, or more exactly, it reassured him. In a sense, it told him, nothing that was new, but that was part of the attraction. It said what he would have said if it had been possible for him to set his scattered thoughts in order. It was the product of a mind similar to his own, but enormously more powerful, more systematic, less fear-ridden. The best books, he perceived, are those that tell you what you know already he'd just turned back to chapter one when he heard Julia's footsteps on the stair and started out of his chair to meet her she dumped her brown tool bag on the floor and flung herself in his arms it was more than a week since they'd seen each other I've got the book he said as they disentangled themselves oh you got it "'Good,' she said, without much interest, "'and almost immediately knelt down beside the oil stove to make coffee. "'They didn't return to the subject till they'd been in bed for half an hour. "'The evening was just cool enough to make it worthwhile to pull up in the counterpane. "'From below came a familiar sound of singing "'and the scraping of boots on the flagstones.' The broady, red-armed woman whom Winston had seen there in his first visit was almost a fixture in the yard. There seemed to be no hour of daylight when she wasn't marching to and fro between the wash tub and the line, alternately gagging herself with clothes pegs and breaking forth into lusty song. Julia, had settled down on her side, seemed to be already to the point of falling asleep. He reached out for the book, which was lying on the floor, and sat up against the bedhead. We must read it, he said. You too. All memories of the Brotherhood have to read it. You read it, she said with her eyes shut. Read it aloud. That's the best way. Then you can explain it to me as you go. The clock's hands said six, meaning eighteen. They had three or four hours ahead of them. He propped the book against his knees and began reading. Chapter one, ignorance is strength. Throughout recorded time, and probably since the end of the Neolithic age, there have been three kinds of people in the world, the high, the middle, and the low. They've been subdivided in many ways They've borne countless different names, and their relative numbers as well as their attitude toward one another have varied from age to age. But the essential structure of society has never altered. Even after enormous upheavals and seemingly irrevocable changes, the same pattern has always reasserted itself. Just as a gyroscope will always return to equilibrium, however far it's pushed, one way or the other. "'Julia, are you awake?' said Winston. "'Yes, my love, I'm listening. Go on, it's marvelous.' He continued reading. "'The aims of these three groups are entirely irreconcilable. The aim of the high is to remain where they are. The aim of the middle is to change places with the high.' The aim of the low, when they have an aim, for it's an abiding characteristic of the low that they are too much crushed by drudgery to be more than intermittently conscious of anything outside of their daily lives, is to abolish all distinctions and create a society in which all men shall be equal. Thus, throughout history, the struggle. Is the same in its main outlines, recurs over and over again. For long periods, the high seem to be securely in power, but sooner or later, there always comes a moment when they lose either their belief in themselves or their capacity to govern efficiently, or both. They are then overthrown by the middle who enlist the low on their side by pretending to them that they're fighting for liberty and justice. As soon as they've reached their objective, the middle thrust the low back into their old position, servitude, and they themselves become the high. Presently, a new middle group splits off from one of the other groups or from both of them, And the struggle begins all over again. Of the three groups, only the low are never, even temporarily, successful in achieving their aims. It'd be an exaggeration to say that throughout history there's been no progress of a material kind. Even today, in a period of decline. The average human being is physically better off than he was a few centuries ago. But no advance in wealth, no softening of manners, no reform or revolution has ever brought human equity a millimeter nearer. From the point of view of the low, no historic change has ever meant much more than a change in the name of their masters. By the late 19th century, the recurrence of the pattern had become obvious to many observers. There, and there arose schools of thinkers who interpreted history as a cyclical process, it claimed to show that inequity and inequality was the unalterable law of human life. This doctrine, of course, had always had its adherence, but in the manner in which it was now put forth, there was a significant change. In the past, the need for a hierarchical form of society had been the doctrine specifically of the high. It had been preached by kings, aristocrats, priests, lawyers, and the like, who were parasitically upon them, and had generally been softened by promises of compensation in an imaginary world beyond the grave middle, so long as it was struggling for power, had always made use of such terms as freedom, justice, fraternity. Well now, however, the concept of human brotherhood began to be assailed by people who were not yet in positions of command, but merely hoped to be before long. In the past, the middle had made revolutions under the banner of equality Then it established a fresh tyranny as soon as the old one was overthrown. The new middle groups, in effect, proclaimed their tyranny beforehand. Socialism, a theory which appeared in the early 19th century and was the last link in a chain of thought stretching back to the slave rebellions of antiquity, was still deeply infected by the utopianism of past ages. But in each variant of socialism that appeared from about 1900 onwards, the aim of establishing liberty and equality was more and more openly abandoned. The new movements which appeared in the middle years of the century, INSOC in Oceania, Neo-Bolshevism in Eurasia, death worship, as it's commonly called in East Asia, had the conscious aim of perpetuating unfreedom and inequality. These new movements, of course, grew out of the old ones and tended to keep their names and pay lip service to the ideology. But the purpose of all of them was to arrest progress by the middle, who would then become the high. But this time, By conscious strategy, the high would be able to maintain their position permanently. The new doctrines arose partly because of the accumulation of historical knowledge, the growth of the historical sense which had hardly existed before the 19th century. The cyclical movement of history was now unintelligible, or appeared to be so. And if it was intelligible, then it was alterable. But the principle, underlying cause, was that as early as the beginning of the 20th century, human equality had become technically possible. It was still true that men were not equal in their native talents and that functions had to be specialized in ways that favored some individuals against others but there was no longer any real need for class distinction or large differences of wealth in earlier ages class distinctions hadn't been had been not only inevitable but desirable inequity was the price of civilization with the development of machine production however the case was altered even if it was still necessary for human beings to do different kinds of work, it was no longer necessary for them to live at different social or economic levels. Therefore, from the point of view of the new groups who were on the point of seizing power, human equality was no longer an ideal to be striven after, but a danger to be averted in more primitive ages when a just peaceful society was, in fact, not possible. It had been fairly easy to believe it. The idea of an earthly paradise in which men should live together in a state of brotherhood, without laws, brute labor, had haunted the human imagination for thousands of years. This vision had a certain hold, even on the groups who actually profited, by each historical change. The heirs of the French, English, and American revolutions had partly believed in their own phrases about the rights of man, freedom of speech, equality before law and the like, and have even allowed their conduct to be influenced by them to some extent. But by the fourth decade of the 20th century, All the main currents of political thought were authoritarian. The earthly paradise had been discredited at exactly the moment when it became realizable. Every new political theory, by whatever name it called itself, led back to hierarchy and regimentation. And in the general hardening of outlook that set round about 1930. Practices which had long been abandoned, in some cases for hundreds of years. Imprisonment without trial, the use of war prisoners as slaves, public executions, torture to extract confessions, the use of hostages, but the deportation of whole populations not only became common again, but were tolerated even defended by people who considered themselves enlightened and progressive. It was only after a decade of national wars, civil wars, revolutions, and counter-revolutions in all parts of the world that INSAC and its rivals emerged as fully worked out political theories. That's where we're going to pause for tonight. We'll pick it up again on Monday. Like I told you, this chapter 17 goes on forever. But it's cool. It really is. And it's amazing to read this stuff and think, yep, we are pretty much living in those times. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for uh, popping by, enjoying the show. I really do appreciate your being here. Thank you so much. Share, like, and by the way, most importantly, the little follow button right there. Just give it a click. As we, uh, as we head to our goal of at least hitting 100, if not more, uh, in a week or two. We thank you for helping us out with that. And I will see you again on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Right. Snort. <laughs>